0: snap out of this yeah you you gotta enjoy the ride you have to enjoy the process of doing this nobody's making me do this i've wanted to make a record that sort of paid tribute to bossa nova people need music now more than ever like if i'm in pain if i'm stuck somewhere and just uninspired and the music that you're making is music that heals
1: Hi guys, and welcome to Dare Days Podcast, episode number
0: 16.
1: This is the podcast where we talk about the days when you dare to be yourself, your soul-searching and self-discovery journey, becoming the person you always meant to become and shaping your life the way you want it. Thank you all so much for joining me today on this episode, and if you haven't listened to the previous show yet, please make sure you do. In episode 15, we've met with Megan Markey, an intuitive business coach, who shared her life story of transformation and some of her personal strategies and daily rituals for developing and maintaining a strong intuition. Check it out, and as always, I welcome your feedback, and also don't forget to rate and review, as that will help other people find this podcast. So today's show, uh, which I'm about to share with you, is particularly special to me. Um, some of you who have been here and know me for a while also know that I'm a big fan of music as an art form, and particularly jazz music. So my guest today is Alexia Tempo, a Brazilian-American uh, musician, singer, and songwriter, who has just released a new album, Suspiro, in the end of April this year. I have been lucky enough to attend her performances before pandemic and fell in love with her voice and style almost immediately and I'm sure that after listening to today's show you'll be drawn to her personality and music as much as I am. So please join our conversation on life of an artist in New York City on bossa nova music, finding your authentic sound and staying creative during the crazy times we're all living in now. Enjoy. So welcome
0: thank you thank you for having me i'm so excited
1: i'm so excited too and you know in this whole podcast and episodes that i've been having before um i would talk about authenticity and your sound and the voice and all that but before we go into that i actually wanted to ask you about your current life in new york because Mm -hmm. um and i'm sure a lot of artists um and actually, a lot of New Yorkers can relate to that. So it's been five or six months, or I don't even remember how many months it's been since we're in, in uh, this uh, strange state of uh, five. Yeah, five. Okay. It's August,
0: right? We're just yes. getting into August today, which is yeah, so bizarre. So it five. I, I guess we're entering five months. Yeah, it's, it it's
1: hard to believe, uh, honestly. Mm-hmm. But so for you a person who is used to a busy schedule packed with performances, live performances Mm -hmm. and shows every other week. Right.
0: How is it being at home for five months? It's so bizarre. It's completely bizarre. Um, Not just because of being a musician and playing, being a musician in New York and playing live and traveling and doing all that. But this is not what brought me to New York. You know, I didn't come to New York to just live in solitude here. You know, Um, what attracts you to New York is, is this frenetic, crazy energy that we're so addicted to and that we need to be a part of. And you come to New York to be a part of a community, to be a part of something. And I'm going on seven years of living in New York Mm full-time and I really feel like I've embraced that you know like it did not take me long to land here and feel like I belonged like I had a community that accepted me and that I exchanged so many different things with and so many it's just very inspiring and aside from that I'm a very social person you know Mm -hmm. I love being around people um I love connecting people. I love, you know, making new friends and putting people together and and to not be able to do that and to just be limited to this, thank God for technology that we can do what we're doing now, but to just yeah. be limited to the screens is so strange. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm I'm in a very lucky position. My husband and I make music together. We work together, we write together, we collaborate. We inspire each other on a daily basis, but we are, and we can do that on a daily basis in our little apartment on the Upper West Side, right? We're we're lucky that we can do that, but we are so, and I think I'm not going to speak for him, but, but sure I will. (laughs) I think we're both so desperate to make music with other musicians and to exchange that, feeling of just collaboration not just with our musicians, friends but also you know that very special unique energy that you get from a live performance right mm-hmm. for the artist and for the audience it's something that can never be replaced by these live streams and and all that so yeah i'm wow. getting emotional just talking about yeah, this yeah i mean it's, I... Very, it, it's it's very strange i never thought that I would be in a position like this. I don't think anybody ever thought that we would totally, be totally. limited to this. But nevertheless, you did release a, an album
1: in the middle of this whole craziness. I did. <laughs> I honestly when I saw that, I was like, wow, she's so bold. I can't believe she did it. It it, well, it it was out in April, right?
0: Yes. So my new album Suspiro um i had been working on it for quite some time and it had been ready for quite some time mm-hmm. um and then i got connected to this wonderful very eclectic jazz label called ropadope mm-hmm. and they they've been amazing and you know, we started talking about, about the release, about, you know, them releasing the record, I want to say maybe a year ago was when we started the conversation. And then, you know, of Mm -hmm. course, everything kind of takes time and you make a plan and, and there are all these, all these, all this work that goes on behind the scenes when you're Mm -hmm. getting ready to release something. And we had the release date start, uh, the release date for uh, set for April 24th. And, I was. I mean, I started this year. I can't even tell you. You know, first of all, Jake and I got married last year. Yeah, and, congratulations! You know, <laughs> one you, more time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got married in in the fall, and then you know, I got the record deal, and then we went to we went to Rio for the holidays, and Jake's family went with us, and we oh. had like this big celebration in Copacabana on New Year's Eve, and you know, and it was just so inspiring, and, and mm-hmm. felt like. 2020 was just going to be this very exciting year and we got back to new york and i magical yeah we got back to new york and we were doing all this this fun stuff and playing these fun shows and i was getting ready for the album release and putting all making all these videos and photos thank god i was working ahead of time and getting all this material ready (laughs) before everything you know i was just being proactive you know we did a great photo shoot in brooklyn and then you know, this photographer, great friend of mine who you should meet, by the way, I'll connect you guys. Yes, Nathan. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. Nathan West he's amazing. We were like, you know, let's go to Texas and do a photo shoot there. And we're like, Yeah, let's go. So, you know, yeah. so we went to Austin in February just for this shoot and hung out. And, and then I remember it was right after that trip because it was end of February. And then the first week of March, all this stuff was starting to get serious. Mm-hmm. And And then all of a sudden we were like, okay, like let's just stay home for a while and and let this thing run its course. I think everybody was just, we were all thinking that this was going to last a few weeks. Oh yeah, absolutely. yeah. And then as things progressed and we were spending more and more time indoors, I even had the conversation about postponing the album release because... Yeah. First I saw that some other people were doing it and it's like that automatic thing. Oh, you know, if this so-and-so is doing it, then maybe I should do it. And, you know, maybe mm-hmm, we should mm-hmm. just wait. And then I had a great talk with, with the label guy and, and he was like, you know, everything's in place, ready to go. Like, you know, it's like we're 30 days out and people need music now more than ever. Like if I'm in pain, if I'm stuck somewhere and just uninspired and the music that you're making is music that heals and that makes people feel good, give it to me now. I need it yeah. now. Yeah. And that was very effective. So I feel like after that conversation, I was set on, you know, let's just do it. And you're totally right. And Thank God I had all that stuff already done. You know, I had a great mm-hmm. music video that we shot in Rio while we were there. And I had all the photos and all the material because I don't know how, how could I do a photo shoot in the middle of a lockdown or, or you know, <laughs> through, through yeah. the computer? I don't, I mean, I mm-hmm. I was glad that I had all the, the material to support the release. So I'm glad that it came out when it did. And I think that the effect that it had on people and still is having because nowadays I think that a release is just... Yeah. It can have its own life and take its own time. But of course, the moment you put it out is kind of like when you're getting the press and, you know... Yeah. Getting a lot of interest in that kind of thing and feedback. And, and that was the general feedback that it made people feel good. And for a moment, it kind of transported them from this very dark place of just being anxious and in a lockdown and not knowing what's going to happen. And mm-hmm. and that made me feel so good. It really yeah. did. And I'm, I'm glad that it, that it came out when it did.
1: Absolutely. I think it's such an important message to all of the artists who are now holding on to their work and are afraid of releasing it because the time is not right. Um, I feel like a lot of people think that, Oh, in another couple of months, we're gonna be back to what it used to be. And we're not getting there.
0: <laughs> and Deary. we're not going back. Yeah. The truth is that there is no going back to where we were. We're moving forward thank to something yes. else, to something yes. different and new that we're gonna to have to adapt to. But yes.
1: Yeah. And and the artwork is so needed right now, more than ever. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. And thank you for sharing your work and releasing your album where, when you did, because it was really important. I feel in my heart that the timing was right. And, and, you know, I feel like also once you release something, it gives you new energy to work on new stuff on new work on like, start creating something else. So Mm -hmm. it it all makes sense. Right. Mm -hmm. And also with your album, I, felt, and I've listened to it several times, and, and
0: (laughs) thank you, (laughs)
1: not only because I'm a fan of your work, but because I really loved the, this particular album, and to me, it felt very different from everything else, generally, and now that I think about it, and I thought about it this morning, the reason for it is that it's very authentic to who you are, like the sound of this album, the sound of your voice, the music, and the songs, and the fact that you sing on both English, and and, and there are also you know, some of really beautiful bossa nova sounds there, and it's like a mix of your backgrounds, um, and things that have influenced you over the course of your career, and I mm-hmm. might be wrong, and, to all of the listeners, it's not like we're best friends and we've known each other forever. I'm just saying that's, <laughs> that's what my impression and what I felt. And I think that the, the artwork uh, resonates with people the most when it's the most authentic to the author. Mm-hmm. So when you speak from your heart, when you tell your real story to people in your own way, that's when it makes that difference. Mm-hmm. So maybe you could speak a little about this album and what moved you, what inspired you. And, and also, how did you find your that authentic voice, that sound?
0: I think um, to all the listeners, I think you're right on with everything that you said. <laughs> um, I think you really understood the essence of the record. So that makes me so happy to to hear that it really resonated with you and you got it you know (laughs) (laughs) um you know this record is particularly very different from everything that i've i don't want to say it's very that's the thing i don't want to say it's very different from everything that i've done because uh that's not really what it is Mm -hmm. it's what you said it's it it kind of reconnects me with the essence of who i am and what shaped me as a human being and as an artist throughout the course of my life, really. Um, Even if you go back to when I was a kid, what was the first music that I was exposed to? And I was deeply exposed to Brazilian music and I was very lucky to have such an exciting childhood my dad used to be a concert promoter in oh wow in, a, in petropolis which is a small city outside of rio just an hour outside of rio which yeah and let's uh
1: tell everyone that you were born in
0: brazil right that you moved no to i states was later. actually born in the states oh okay mm-hmm. my mom is american and my dad is brazilian i was born here but i moved to brazil when i was seven mm. and then ever since my whole life has been a lot. a lot of just back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. So I do feel half and half. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, I, I had a very exciting childhood. You know, my my dad uh, he would put on all these concerts of my heroes today. And at the time, mm-hmm. you know, I was eight years old going to see Caetano Veloso. You know, and Baden Powell, who was still alive back then, played this incredible show with his two sons. And I mean, I I was extremely lucky to be exposed, not just to good music in the house, because as children, I think that, well, at least back then, you know, thank God we didn't have tablets or screens or anything. And Mm -hmm. we were kind of limited to what our parents introduced us to, especially Mm -hmm. when you're that young. So... I was very lucky to to have this a father with great taste. Yeah, oh, <laughs> in music and art, and uh, he made sure that the house was always filled with that. And in addition to that, I was extremely lucky to be able to be exposed to live music at such mm-hmm. a young age. You know, I've. I think that you just kind of go back and listen to people's stories of, oh yeah, when I went to my first concert, I was 14 and 15 and, you know, I had this cool aunt that liked rock and roll and she brought me to, it's like, (laughs) I was going to concerts like every other week when I was eight years old, you know, and that was incredible. So I knew, I knew that I wanted to be an artist. So, you know, growing up behind the scenes was so exciting. Yeah. And um, and all that music really did shape who I am today. Mm-hmm. I think when I look back. Um, but for Suspito, for this particular record, there was an idea, there was a concept. I wanted um, I wanted to make a record that sort of paid tribute to Bossa Nova, mm-hmm. and but not in a throwback kind of way, like you know i wanted to give voice to contemporary songwriters i wanted to incorporate some of my own songs because i also write and i wanted to kind of dig deep and find some gems some very distinctive covers you know which i did which i did i <laughs> love doing that i'm i'm such a nerd i love researching you know i love that <laughs> finding these old songs i wanted to i was determined to find something from the american songbook that mm-hmm. maybe wasn't that well known and go back to some brazilian records from the 60s and just you know kind of mm-hmm. look for interesting things um but i had spent some time this was this idea you know it's it's been floating around in my mind for a while i i had spent some time in japan in 2017 i was doing a jazz residency there wow. for three or four months or so mm-hmm. and have you ever been to japan no not yet <laughs> you, you'll love it as an artist as a photographer it's one of the most inspiring places. Oh, trust that, me. Once we're able to travel, <laughs> I'm the one on the list. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's amazing. Um, I've been very fortunate to have gone there a few times and always through music. Um, mm-hmm. The Japanese love Brazilian music. They love Bossa Nova. They That's also love beautiful. jazz, but they, wow. have just, they have a very deep appreciation for Bossa Nova and for Brazilian popular music. Do you think it's
1: different in America?
0: Yeah, yeah, Yeah. I do. I do. I think that there is a niche in, obviously, there's a niche for for bossa nova and Brazilian music all around Mm -hmm. the world. Like, I think that, and, you know, I'm not trying to say Brazil's like, you know, the most incredible country when it comes to music, but it kind of is. Like, we have this whole genre that is deeply appreciated everywhere in the world that, you know, kids study in college when they go to music school in the states like it's Mm -hmm. it's incredible very it's it's just very deep and there's so many layers when you start when you really start digging deep into brazilian music there's so many aspects so many layers so many so many genres that you can Mm -hmm. go into but in japan i've never seen anything like it it's it's they're fan clubs they're 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 Devoted to just appreciating and collecting all the records, and 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 oh gosh, if we start talking about the the vinyl records and the special Japanese editions for each, I mean, it's it's incredible. Wow! So I think I've been the first time I went to tour. It was 2010, so about 10 years ago was the first time I I went. I had an album. A couple of my albums came out on Japanese labels mm. too. So I kind of did like a more of like a focused work on just promoting my music and myself over mm-hmm. there. And I you know I, I've just it's just been I've been lucky to to be able to experience that culture and now you know I've been a Three or four, four times I think, and always through music and touring and doing this residency, which was really to be there for that long was was quite life changing to be. Oh, I'm sure. Just kind of in that uh, culture and like this foreign world and mm-hmm. and um, very inspiring. And it kind of this last time, it kind of reconnected me with this. Brazilian bossa nova essence that I think I was kind of craving you know after being in New York for many years and then spending these months in Japan kind of Mm -hmm. taking a step back and reconnecting with I was writing a lot just journaling and thinking about you know where Mm -hmm. I was in the world what I what was I doing and how did I get here and I think a lot of me kind of a lot of that kind of brought me back to to that music, and when I came back to New York, I was I was just so in love with with Japan and falling back in love with Bossa Nova again. Mm-hmm. After doing an album, you know, because my previous album was more of like a more like a folk, more Americanized, I would say. You know, I yeah, I would clear. say that too. Yeah. Had a lot of like elect and it, it was a lot of like how I think how Jake and I met and started writing songs and Jake is from from Texas. So we recorded the album in Austin and we worked with a bunch of musicians from Austin and I, I love that record and and I still feel like there is also a connection to the essence because mm-hmm. in so many of the original songs a lot of the melodies to me sound like Brazilian. Yeah. And um but anyway it's it's a it's contrasting with this new this new one so it's 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 contrasting it's it's different so yeah. i was kind of determined to make a new record and have it bring me back to those roots mm-hmm. and jake had just kind of moved into this new studio with mardo Hefoshku, who's an incredible percussionist who's He's Brazilian, but he's been in New York for many, many years. And he's kind of like, he's a friend, but he's also a hero. Like he's uh-huh. played with everyone and he's he's so inspiring to be around. And Jake and Mauro got together and and built up the space. And at the time I ran into Stefan San Juan, who's uh, the other producer on Suspiru, it was produced by Jake and by Stefan. And Stefan is an incredible musician, drummer from France, but he lived in Brazil for many, many years. And we met in Rio like mm-hmm. 15 years ago or something. Um, and I've always admired him, but we never had a, it just never happened. We never worked together. We never had a, a chance. Yeah. And then one day I run into him in New York and he's like, oh yeah, I'm just kind of spending some time here. I don't know, I'm just feeling things out and, mm-hmm. and I told him about this idea of the record, and he's like, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do a Nova record. And he kind of like already had a plan in mind, and then we got, we had a, and then he went back to Rio and we started doing these Zoom meetings (laughs) yeah, (laughs) to kind of make some plans and and shape things up. And um, yeah, we recorded everything really quickly. We researched the material. I already had some songs. Mm-hmm. And uh, Stefan connected me with uh, some songwriters in, in Rio that I've been a big fan of for years as well. And they gifted me a couple of, of new songs to record. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we did everything in about a week. It was wow. so fast. Yeah. Wow. But that's also when you know
1: that what you're doing is is right. When it happens so easy, right?
0: I guess so. I think it's like... First of all, our idea was that we wanted to do everything live because that's the way that these records were done in the past, you know, Mm -hmm. everybody got into a room and played at the same time and you recorded it. And that's why all the records that I love from that era, from the 60s, from the 70s, from the 50s, they're all, Mm -hmm. they have this vibe and you're like, Yeah, because everybody's just feeling it and it's one take and that's it. You know, yeah, So that's how we did most of it. It was all everybody playing together. And most of the vocals, too, were actually me singing in a separate room, but recording at the same time with the band. So Mm. that was really cool. I had never done a record like that. All my previous records were kind of like they took a long time to come together and Mm -hmm. very like planned out and one thing at a time. And this yeah. was very liberating in a way to just like do it all. <laughs> yeah. Matter. And it's
1: so, I, I can't even say Like it's so fearless and it's so bold. And, and also when I look at the, at the record and now when I know that uh, you all recorded it it's live and, and in just such a short period of time. And also then when I, when you told me about the music video for, for the, that relates to this record, right? I thought, wow, it all comes in full circle. Everything that I know about you, from the way you look, the way you carry yourself, the way you sound, the way the, the music that you create, um, you know, the energy that you have, it's so authentic and organic all together. <laughs> um, it's fascinating. And immediately the question that I kind of have in my mind, how do you get to be so sure about, about your authentic style and voice and sound? Because I'm sure a lot of you know a lot of artists they struggle and they doubt themselves, or is it good enough? Or do I sound authentic enough? Do what should I do this as opposed to following the mass? you know fashion and trends and all that so how do you how do you become so confident when you wake up one day and you decide well I want to record this album I want it to sound bossa nova Uh, I want it to sound like
0: I want it to sound you know (laughs) (laughs) I mean it's not like I'm like this every day, you know, (laughs) of course I have, everybody has their moments of, of insecurity. And I think that's just part of being an artist as well. I mean, Mm -hmm. come on, we all have our struggles. We wake up and we're like, what am I doing? This is crazy. I've been doing this my whole life and I'm still Uh not where I want to be because that's one thing you're always looking to a place where you want to be and you feel like you're not there. And that's a problem. Mm-hmm. That's something that I've struggled with for many, many years. And I think that now I'm starting to, you know, realize, and it's taken a lot of work.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> I, I can relate. <laughs> you
0: you have to enjoy the ride. If you're just looking ahead about, you know, where you want to be and you start comparing uh, Gosh, get into mm-hmm. that whole thing of comparing yourself. Well, why is this person there? And what am I doing that's wrong? That's not like, you know, how come mm-hmm. I feel like I'm doing something better? It's it's crazy. And you can get into a very dark place. And I've been there. Mm-hmm. And it's not a fun place to be. But I think that it's probably part of the process. Maybe you have to get there to realize, you know, come on. Mm-hmm. Snap out of this. Yeah. You, you got to enjoy the ride. You have to enjoy the process of doing this. Nobody's making me do this. Mm-hmm. Nobody's making me get up every morning and be a singer, be an artist, be a songwriter. Mm-hmm. I have to do it, you know? And now, now in these days when your calendar is empty, yeah, <laughs> you have to do it more than ever. You have to keep staying inspired and writing and trying to learn new things and look for, for more things to to do and mm-hmm. reach out to people and create. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as far as, as the confidence in terms of making the album, I don't know. I, I never really thought about that. I don't think, I think I always knew that it just felt right. Yeah, And well, that's great. I think, I just felt like there was so much truth to it. And when I think of the whole process and the package, I almost see it, of course, it's my record. It's my name. It's my face. It's, you know, that's my voice. Mm -hmm. But the way that it was done, it felt very much like a band record. Mm -hmm. You know, um, the musicians that we worked with, Stefan, Stefan, He's amazing. And Jake on guitar. And then um, Vitor Gonçalves, this incredible pianist, like genius level. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Eduardo Bello, incredible, incredible upright bass player. And they're both Brazilian, but they've been in New York for years. And I think it's that thing about being in New York, right? We were talking about why, yeah, how it feels to be in New York right now, and how it's the complete opposite of why you come to New York in the first place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what brought me to New York was the idea that I could meet people like these yes. musicians that I worked with, that yeah. I could be around people that inspired me, that I could be a part of that and work with people like that and create things like that. So going back to the question of why it felt so right, I just think there was so much truth to it. You know, we had this studio that was ready to go and Stefan, who was this this incredible guy, producer, musician that I've known for years, never had a chance to work with. And then all of a sudden he's here and he (laughs) wants to do this. And then, you know, and then we have, these musicians and then Michael Leonard on trumpet who came in and recorded trumpet on, on for a day. That was pretty much the only overdub of of the album was the day that he came in and he played on all the tracks. And it was just like, (sighs) I, you know, the whole thing just felt so right. And then connecting that moment of making it to why you're making it and just felt right. It's Mm -hmm. who I am. It's a mix of my upbringing and, the music and the culture that i've been exposed to my whole life and it's a blend of that and but it's very new york it's the kind of record that could only happen in new york
1: yeah i love that that's 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 really (laughs) beautiful and i what i also um want to um, note here the way you speak about the musicians that you work with is very um passionate which is wonderful. And it actually made me think um, of a friend of mine, once I had this conversation, she, um, so this friend, she uh, went to school for um, filmmaking. And she was telling me the story that, you know, when I just started uh, the school, the first year, the first essay um, they asked her to write or well, all of the students, um, they've asked to write an essay about teamwork and working and being a team member and team player, because um, the movie cannot be made by just one person. And it's always, it's always a group of people working. And if you're not a team member, it's going to be really hard for you to make it in this industry. Mm -hmm. Uh, So now speaking with you, I thought about it, how it's interestingly connected and related to music industry as well, right? Would you say that um, there is no record done by just one person, right? It's always a collaboration.
0: Absolutely. What you're saying about the, about filmmaking, um, I mean, all you have to do is at the end, just watch the credits. They go on for hours. Yeah. I'm that kind of person <laughs> back when we were allowed to go to movie theaters. Uh-huh. I would probably just leave at the very end because I loved reading everything yeah it's incredible and that's the one thing probably the thing that i i mean there are several things that i don't like about the you know streaming Mm. music idea but um one of the things that that annoys me the most is that you can't find the credits it's like come on really spotify like you can't have a button there where people can click and see who played on that track? who produced it? where it was recorded? yeah, who, who did the artwork? there's so many factors that come into play, you know, so many people that are involved. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember it's funny that we were talking about this because it's just reminded me of such a great conversation that I had with my grandmother, my American grandmother, who unfortunately passed mm-hmm. um, a while ago she's somewhere else but she was a poet she was an artist and we used to have so many deep conversations and i remember when i gave her one of my cds of my previous records and she wrote to me because she loved writing emails and she Mm -hmm. was kind of like letters yeah and she was like oh just looking through the, the the artwork and and reading the liner notes and and wow the amount of people involved in making this it's just incredible And it Uh is, you know, it's of course now, sure if we talk about pop music and I don't mean to diminish that there's, I respect it. I think there's great pop music being made, but so much of it is just done in the box on a computer and you have this guy in a room who's like doing everything on on computers and great. But when we're talking (laughs) about musicians playing music in a room and you have all these incredible people that have their own stories and their own experiences and mm-hmm. their own just whatever happened in their lives that brought them to this place now to that shaped them as musicians and artists and yeah. then gosh you get into the engineers that record and that mix and master and the choices that they make to make sure that the sound sounds a certain way versus another way. It's so mm-hmm. much art involved and so many people involved in making that. And I could not, I, I, I always, whenever I do interviews and talk about this, I, I always talk about the, the people involved because it wouldn't, it wouldn't be the same without them. It wouldn't be possible without them.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I actually, I really appreciate the fact that you speak about uh, musicians and honestly, um, as a person myself, I don't belong to music industry, but I would love to be educated all the time. Every time I listen to something, I would like to know who Mm -hmm. played this and that. Why does it sound this and like whose sound is this? Because all the musicians sound differently, right? I wish and there was some would, kind of platform for that. Yeah.
0: Great. And then you would find out that maybe that piano sound that you love on that track, oh gosh, it's the same guy that played on this one. Yeah. How do you know now.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wow. Uh, well, maybe that's something to look forward to in the future. Maybe someone's going to come up with some sort of, uh, I don't know, service. Uh, that would help us locate the, the particular sounds of particular musicians and, and link that to different songs, that'd be great. <laughs>
0: Hello, Silicon Valley. Yes. <laughs> so um, I want
1: to keep a track of time as well, uh, mm-hmm. because I know both of us can, uh, we can talk forever about all And
0: this. we're not even <laughs> drinking wine yet, <laughs> yes, so, Exactly.
1: yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> um, one question I really wanted to um ask your opinion on is uh, what do you think is the future for for performance artists like yourself and the musicians that you work with what how how are we going to or are you going to reimagine the whole profession i guess
0: Well, are we talking short term or long term ah! <laughs> short term, I honestly think. I don't really see. Um, I don't really know. Short term, I, I've I've seen that that in LA and other places, and they've been doing these drive-in concerts. Yeah. Um, but I don't. I don't know if that's going to sustain itself, and and I don't think it's going to work for the type of music that I make or in the jazz world. Yeah. Um. I don't. Know about all the live streams i don't know how long that can last. I feel like the novelty is gonna wear off at some point as well mm-hmm. because it's not the same as being in in the room and feeling that energy um, i don't know I really don't know i've been seeing you know i I went for a a bike ride this morning in central park and Mm -hmm. i saw a lot of jazz trios playing around and just Mm -hmm. that was inspiring to see just some musicians together playing music and some people sitting around and watching yeah um but i really don't know i think that this whole thing is probably going to last for a while Mm -hmm. um i would like to say and i would like to see us all playing shows again in a year from now that would be amazing and i don't think that's uh a crazy ask or prediction?
1: <laughs> yeah, well, a lot
0: of good things can happen in a year, but okay. uh, I don't really know. Honestly, I would I would want to know what you think. Have you had any ideas? Or well,
1: I think, um, and I can I cannot say for sure, but I think there there will be some experiments with um, what do you call that artificial. Uh, virtual reality and all Mm -hmm. that, I'm sure there will be something like that. Um, I also think that in a year or two years, we will be back to feeling safe in public places and coming back to, and I think by the time we'll be back to having the shows and and concerts, um, this time that we have right now will be spent re-evaluating the the meaning of being together and sharing the space and i very much look forward to the time when we will be back because i think the energy will be just incredible Mm -hmm. because we will miss it so much and we will value it so much more the 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 gift of being together and feeling that feeling human feeling other people in the room sharing the energy sharing the music i think i'm I want to live to that moment, that's for sure.
0: (laughs) Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Uh, And I'm actually speaking of this. I wanted to ask you, what are your practices? Staying creative. What do you do? Because for a lot of artists, it's such a... I think we've gone through a very kind of depressive period Mm -hmm. of time where everything kind of went down and we realized that we're not coming back to the life the way we used to um so what do you do to keep yourself creative and inspired
0: i've been trying to write more um i've been practicing guitar a lot something that i never really practice enough do you play (laughs) instruments i play a little bit of guitar but uh, Mm -hmm. you know i've been i'm trying to get better i always blamed it on the fact that i never had time so that's not really uh Right. Excuse anymore? Not anymore. Yeah. (laughs) But um, for me, it's been, um, I've been trying to give myself assignments and trying to complete things. Because Mm -hmm. it's really easy to just kind of get in that weird mode where you just don't know what day it is anymore and the days are just kind of blending Mm -hmm. in and, and you don't really get anything done, even though it feels like you're doing all these things. So, I've been trying to give myself these assignments that I need to complete. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been reading often, a lot, Mm -hmm. and I've also been writing some songs with a couple of the songwriters that I mentioned that are on Suspiru, so Mm. they had given me these songs to record. And over these last few months, we started writing together some new material, which has been very challenging um, because they're incredible incredible musicians and the melodies that they write are so deep. Uh, Alberto Continentino is this incredible guy from Rio, um, bass player, but also composer, and he plays many instruments and Mm -hmm. he's amazing. And uh, Domenico Lancelotti is uh, incredible. He's a drummer, but also plays many things. He's been living in Portugal for uh, the last couple of years, I believe. Mm -hmm. But uh, they've been sending me some melodies and I've been writing some lyrics. And that's been very interesting, uh, almost like a, a challenge to myself, because a lot of the melodies that they've been sending sound so Brazilian, almost like already spitting out Portuguese in the melodies. And I've been challenging myself to write english lyrics for that wow that's very interesting yeah Mm -hmm. it's been keeping me busy
1: (laughs) well good um (laughs) i actually now i have had this idea i i will ask you to send me the names of all the musicians that you've mentioned today, so that I included in the description of the show. So we will be just like those movies, uh, (laughs) with all the credits (laughs) at the end of the show. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) And um, so the last question that I always ask my uh, guests on the show, which is a simple question, uh, what is it that makes you happy and brings you joy every day?
0: wow how much time do we have
1: (laughs) (laughs) well Um, let's let's start with just top maybe three
0: you know i think that um these days we've had so much time to just think about what it is that makes us happy Mm -hmm. Um, i think that what makes me happy today is just waking up with gratitude Mm -hmm. i am so grateful to to be where i am even though it's challenging to be healthy to, you know, have good friends and stay connected and enjoy even this virtual time with you, with my family and, mm-hmm. you know.
1: Wow, so get out, important.
0: Get some fresh air, even, even if you're wearing a mask, hey, you know, mm-hmm. it's all good. If we have to do this for two years, what's two years mm-hmm. in the course of your life? It's really not that much. Yeah. So, just gratitude.
1: <laughs> well, I thank you so much Speaking of gratitude, I thank you so much for your time today, for being here, for your music, for your gift of music and your soul and spirit and energy to the world. And um, I hope this whole time of being in quarantine, pandemic, et cetera, will be the most resourceful and the most inspiring for you and the musicians that you work with and i can't wait to see you live hear you singing being in the concerts and you know being in your fan zone
0: <laughs> <laughs> likewise thank you so so much for having me this was great this was inspiring thank you thank you yeah.
1: I hope you will all get a chance to listen to Alexia's album Suspiro, and when you do, you'll notice that the first song on this album is called I'm In Love Again. In one of her interviews, Alexia said this felt like the perfect opening track for the album. Inviting the listener into this world of falling in love again was whatever may be worth falling in love with at the time. There is always something to rediscover. For me, it was bossa nova. So my wish for you guys is to never stop falling in love again, to always have reasons for being in love, and always have things worth rediscovering within yourself and in the world. Please stay safe, be well, and be true to your unique self. Namaste. Until next time.